0: Would you open God's precious holy word to what the priesthood called and the rabbis called the great Hallel, Psalm 136. The great praise. Praise God for, so much for his people to praise him for, and just some of the reasons are given here in the 136th Psalm. Now, this this Psalm has been seen at least parts of it in the dedication of Solomon's Temple, in the time where Jehoshaphat was fighting the enemy and called upon the Lord. So, this is a Psalm that uh, whose author is unknown. But our Lord has included it because praise is what He expects and of course should be receiving from His people all the time. Well, let's look at it. We praise Him because He is the great creator. That is to say, He is the one who brings everything forth from nothing. Now, where would we be in our Plight. Where would we wouldn't be anywhere? We wouldn't have anything if God had not created. So let's look at this in the first, I think, nine verses. Give thanks to Yahweh, because He is good. For His kindness is eternal. This uh, the the thought of the goodness and kindness of God comes from the person of God. We wouldn't know what good is. We wouldn't know what kindness is. That is goodness and kindness regarding the deity. We wouldn't know that if God hadn't defined it for us, had not given to us the reality of it. There is a there is, there is one way to identify that God exists and that is to look at how in all of the written history of man, one can note that there has been a stated difference between good and evil from time to time. Biblically, on really rare occasions, the first being the time of the rebellion of Adam and Eve, and then the rebellion of the pre flood world, there from we have seen, and even (laughs) I sadly say, the day in which we live, albeit rare, there are times where God's creation rises up in its own pride and comes to the conclusion that good is evil and evil is good. It cannot stand that way. It has never stood that way. It may stand for a moment in in the history of all creation, but it will destroy itself. And then things go back the way they should be. There is a There is a moral goodness. Now, let me me place an addendum on that. It comes to its highest point in the the last days of man. And when that sinful attitude has so overwhelmed man, Christ said as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be the days of the coming of the Son of Man, You may recall in the pre-flood world, God took a deep sigh of grief and said, every intention of man's heart and every imagination is only to do evil continually. And so the world, except for Noah and his family, was destroyed. Those days were the worst until the last days. Probably, in my view, what will make the, the last days even worse is because of um, of the ability of, of, of mankind to communicate so quickly and so rapidly. You know, knowledge so-called knowledge increases exponentially, especially in the era of computers. We have communication. Where we can look at our devices uh, and thoughts are transmitted, ideas are shared at the speed of light. What happens is, and, and I tell you this, I say this as a personal testimony, you would too. I have had things, I have on Facebook, you know, sometimes you, you swell with righteous indignation and you just got to put something on Facebook. And I have responded to things that were just so bad. I just, I, I got I to put something on here. And I would put something biblical in opposition to what was said. And I have had that removed before. because in the mind of someone in the collapsed and fallen and depraved state of someone, whoever. My good was evil and the evil to which I responded was good. And so the former thought continues in transmission but mine was stopped. Point being, that could possibly make this time even worse than the time of the days of Noah, the last days of Noah's era, because of the rapid transmission of thoughts and ideas, and because of the biases and heuristics that go into the uh, approval or disapproval of whatever is put on there. So in an increasing fashion, that which is good is evil, that which is evil is good in the eyes of the world. Now, what troubles the people of God is that we understand and actually I think people within the church and and, uh, although fading perhaps in a fading day, many, many people in the world still have a sense of right and wrong. Even though some of them may be outside of the church, but they have a uh, they have a moral consciousness, and that is is proof of the existence of God, because it is God who said, "I saw this and it is good and I saw this and it is evil." Well, it starts out with light and darkness, a very general reference, not not just to not just a chemical reaction that makes light or whatever, but in a spiritual sense, because now, in the scriptures, There is a delineation after creation. There is a delineation between good and evil, light and darkness. And there are sons of light and sons of darkness and so forth. All the way through the scriptures. It is God who has defined these things. And God is ultimate good. God is ultimate kindness. We thank Him for that. The world... The world is flipping upside down as I speak. Some of our society in which we live is being unraveled, the fabric of our society in the United States of America. There are pockets where this unraveling is occurring where those who are in authority will let it go. This is okay. And if you try to stop it, you're wrong. As a matter of fact, we've seen it in our own recent weeks how if someone tries to defend himself against such a thing, he's wrong. You're supposed to just let it happen, whatever it is. Now, this is a uh, to me, this is a, a last day's problem where the moral it's called a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind is, is a mind that's been flipped upside down. Good is bad, bad is good. That's a reprobate mind. And reprobation, like a fast-growing cancer, consumes society in the last days. You can see it. We just studied it in the Revelation. They would not repent. They cursed the God of Heaven and His Son Jesus Christ, the Lamb, and they would not repent. And so we've, we've seen that. But the delineation will always be there between light and darkness, between good and evil, because God has established it that, that way. And as long, as long as there is a mindset a worldview that understands really what is morally right and morally evil and that has for the most part ruled in the the time of humankind that keeps society together. That, That makes for an orderly society. When that is lost, however, society becomes disorderly. We see it on a a minor scale today, but we may see it unleashed absolutely in the weeks ahead because there are people who give thanks to Yahweh because He is good and other people who hate Him because they call His goodness evil. So our reason for praise is to give thanks to Yahweh because He is good. His kindness is eternal. This is something that will never change. Never change. Give thanks to <laughs> Give thanks to the to the God of gods. For his kindness is eternal. So he is God. Of gods. Now the, the La of gods also becomes in other places, Elm. and the best way to translate that is demon gods. So there is demonic power that can overwhelm people, families, tribes, Societies can overwhelm and they carry this society in darkness. And that's what, that's what a lot of the Old Testament is about. Baal, baal worship, Molech worship, Ashtaroth, all of these gods and goddesses whose worship involves evil and darkness. We can read about it in the scriptures, and we can read about it historically. But our God, the God, is even the God of gods. He can destroy them. For his kindness is eternal, and at last he will. At last he will, because there is the outer darkness which just seems to be eternally separated from the beautiful city of light, from the beautiful condition of light, the new heaven and the new earth, always separated eternally, absolutely. He's the God of gods. His kindness is eternal. Not just that. Give thanks to the Lord of lords Raw power comes from El. El, who is God. Lordship of administration and governance, whose word is absolute, comes from Adon. There's El and there's Adon. So here, give thanks to La Laadonim, the Lord of. Of lords. One of these days in our study in Ephesians. We're going to get to that part where it says. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against wickedness and powers of darkness. And spiritual wickedness in high places and all that. There is this. And the Bible indicates. Teaches to us. The rank and order of Satan's system. There are, there are overlords and lords, and then there's their God, their king, their God who is Satan, and they're well organized. And so there is a there is an administration rule, an administrative rule, there is governance in the world of darkness. And so there are lords who rule, but they cannot overrule. The Lord of lords overrules all lords. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his kindness is eternal. Of course, the time of judgment is coming, and all all of God's and lords... Under the dominion, the absolute power of the God and the Lord will be subjected to their time of judgment, eternal judgment, and eternal damnation. For his kindness is eternal, and their wickedness is just but for a while, according only as God will allow it. To Him who performs great wonders by Himself. He doesn't need anybody's power. He doesn't need anybody's help. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need His creation, not in any way. He does everything unto Himself for His good pleasure, according to His will. That's what the Bible teaches He doesn't have to give a reason other than it pleases him to do it this way. So great wonders are performed and he needs no assistance. He is the one who performs great wonders and we praise him for this. The aseity of God, the self-sufficiency of God. Our great God who by grace has chosen to include us in his creation and in his creation of light. To him who performs great wonders alone for his kindness is eternal. To him who made the heavens with understanding. There are little snippets here and there especially in the Psalms, in the Proverbs, in Job, little snippets that remind us that we can never attain the complete and absolute knowledge of how everything was created. It's beyond us. We can't do it. We can't create. And then on such a scale of creation. But he does it with understanding. He does it with discernment, understanding. He knows what he's doing. The best we can do is, is throw out our atheist so-called scientists. And the best they can do in defiance of the reality of creationism, the best they can do is produce a theory, knowing that you can never prove the theory because the theory requires a setting and an environment that is impossible to duplicate. They know that. But then someone comes along and comes up with another theory that displaces that. It's just theory. It's not knowledge. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, beware of knowledge, falsely so-called. I think King James translates the word, the the, the Greek word, uh, he translates it as science. Beware of science, falsely so-called. Science and knowledge are synonymous. He performs great wonders. He made the heavens with understanding. He did it for his kindness is eternal. He didn't make it because he hated. He created things with understanding because he loves. He loves us. He loves God the Father, loves God the Son. And in the beloved we have been given to him. And he loves us in the beloved. So his kindness Is eternal. Yes, across time there is darkness. And the darkness cannot comprehend the light. And finally it will be eternally separated. But he made it with understanding and with us in mind. He's done it, so we praise him, we we praise him for this because he brings forth, he's the creator. To him who spread out the earth over the water for his kindness is eternal. To him who made great luminaries for his kindness is eternal. The sun to rule by day for his kindness is eternal. What if we didn't have the sun? We wouldn't have existence. The great source of energy For us, and energy is required for us to live, comes from the sun. Why do we have the sun? Because his kindness is eternal. The moon and the stars to rule at night. They are fixed. And ever since man started sailing the seas and the oceans... He noted that the stars were fixed and he could guide him. He could know where he was and where he was going by following the stars. So we can travel in days gone by. Man can travel. Even even, even modern GPS systems are based on the same thing. That we might know where we are, where we're going. He made the moon and the stars to rule at night because he's eternally kind. He wants us to have that. And so we praise him even for that. We praise him because he is the redeemer, that is he brings us out from our evil setting to him who smote the Egyptians with their firstborn, for his kindness is eternal. Now you agree this, so what was kind about that? Because he deli- that's what it took for him to deliver his people. In the New Testament, it took the sending of his son to die on the cross. So we could say he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross because his kindness is eternal. He took Israel from their midst for his kindness is eternal. That's what he took for Israel to come out from Egypt with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm for his kindness is eternal. We praise him for that. He delivers us. He brings us out from where we are, from where we're trapped. He will not leave us there, regardless of what he has to do to the world, because his kindness is eternal. We praise him because he's the shepherd. He brings us through to him who cut the Red Sea asunder, for his kindness is eternal. And caused Israel to cross in its midst, for his kindness is eternal. He threw Pharaoh and his host into the Red Sea. Sometimes people will ask the question Did Pharaoh die or not? Well, there it is. He threw Pharaoh and his host into the Red Sea, for his kindness is eternal because they wanted to destroy the people of God, Israel, who carried the promise of the Christ, the one whom God had declared at the outset of time after the fall of man that a virgin, the seed of woman, would crush the head of the serpent. He doesn't forget that. Pharaoh and his host who wanted to kill my savior died in the Red Sea for his kindness is eternal. To him who led his people in the desert for his kindness is eternal. Yonder is the promised land and from where I am to where the promised land is Becomes a difficult journey because of my my foolishness. And yet, in spite of my foolishness, he will provide for me even in the desert when I don't deserve it because his kindness is eternal. He is the conqueror. We praise him because he is the conqueror. He brings us in. To him who smote great kings, for his kindness is eternal. And slew the mighty kings, for his kindness is eternal. Sihon, the king of the Amorites, for his kindness is eternal. Og, the king of Bashan, for his kindness is eternal. He gave their land as an inheritance, for his kindness is eternal. An inheritance to Israel, his servant, for his kindness is eternal these kings and their nations were inspired by hell to destroy the people of God and thus destroy the promised Savior. But his kindness is eternal. It can't happen. We praise him because he is the deliverer. He brings us back to where we need to be who remembered us in our humble state for his kindness is eternal. May I say, across the ravages of time, across the continents and the globe of this world, most of the elect of God Have died ignominious deaths. And to the world, their lives and their deaths seemed nothing, meaningless. And as time goes on, except for a few whom God had called to a special service, whose names are remembered. Most of the people of God, within 50, 100, 150, 200 years, their their graves are not marked. They cannot be found. No one remembers their names, but God does. 116th Psalm, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. A meaningless thing to the world, but everything to God. He remembers us in the most humble of our states. Why? For his kindness is eternal. And he rescued us from our adversaries, for his kindness is eternal. Who gives bread to all flesh? For his kindness is eternal. Give thanks to the God of heaven. For his kindness is eternal. The ways in which and by which we praise him are unnumbered. Some are listed in this great Hallel that sort of summarizes how it is with us and how it is with our relationship regarding God and his Christ, because his kindness is eternal. Well, we'll stop there and we'll be dismissed for the night. Let me pray. Father, all we can do is praise your name for the countless ways that you've cared for us and carried us through because your kindness is eternal. May this be imprinted upon our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, amen.